Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. That look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a knife every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> I got one question for you. What? Is anybody surprised about what happened today? <laughs> oh, coach. <laughs> I'm not surprised, coach. coach. Dog. It's oh, just like boy. walkthroughs. That's right. Oh, folks, welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddies, Kev Hug and Duggan. I love you guys. Let's ride this wave, <laughs> this wave of happiness. Yes, let's ride it right. all the wave. Later, dudes! <laughs> but let's not forget Kyle, the coach, Duggan. No shotgun this week, boys. That's right. We've got victory shots this week. What do you got in your glass there, Kyle? Uh, this is just the whiskey that was on the, on the wet bar. <laughs> I just sure closed my was. eyes and grabbed a whiskey bottle. <laughs> closed my I've, eyes and poured. Cheers got, to the Chargers. I've got some Roast. Idaho vodka. Roast. Idaho. Ooh. <sighs> oh, yeah. Sweet That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Please. Oh, yeah. Yo, baby. Mm. My man. Idaho vodka, huh? That's right. It's... 44 North Idaho oh. vodka. There's a lot of potatoes up there. It makes sense. <laughs> That's they right. We make, we make quite a bit of vodka Lots here of in potatoes. Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. All right, folks. Well, hey, welcome back. And uh, man, what a week. What a game. I mean, oh it's just God. this whole day has just been relishing again victory, in that victory. Victory Tuesdays, I think, are even better because you don't even have to wait that sweeter. long for your next game. You know, Mm-mm. I know. It's no, coming it, quick. 
it is uh it's just another great day of like looking i mean scrolling through twitter looking at <laughs> all of these praises and yeah. celebrate celebrations and looking at yeah, all herbert's the in the hall of fame oh yeah it's a we're, we're guaranteed super bowl bound now <laughs> yeah. um it's just it's a beautiful thing um well let's let's check in with kyle kyle yeah did you find any unseen bruises now that you've had a day away from Raider fans that uh, didn't show up until just recently? No, it was just was it, like there was no opportunity for them to be anything but verbally salty. You know, like we, I just didn't I didn't me. I was with my dad um, and my son. So it was like I had very much so had like a barrier of like. <laughs> You know, grandpa yeah. and grandson. I've got and, a senior on one side and a child on the other. Yeah. Come at me, bro. What are we going to do here, guys? <laughs> senior you know? on one side, junior on the other. So, it, 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 it wasn't for me. There was no, like, actual weird confrontations. My, the He's only good. one the only one interaction was my son got in a dance battle with this one Raider fan lady. That, that was um, good. And, and he really totally funny. beat her ass. Yeah, for, oh, yeah, for, sure. for the record, he won. Um, beat yeah. that shit up. But He's number like, two, it was just like, hey, lady, like... What are you doing getting it in was, on this? I know, but it was, it was like a sweet interaction. It was and a very sweet interaction, yes. The Raiders fans overall, yes, they're obnoxious. Um, but there's those just there's just those few that are just like, God, give it a rest, you know, like <laughs> just screaming like nonstop. It's like so annoying. Dude, I get it. You're a Raider fan. I can tell by the skull mask you're wearing. <laughs> right, I, can I get tell it. By, yeah. you know, like, the I can't silver see your face. Paint. You're hiding yeah. behind a mask. Right. I get it. I get it. But for, the, for the for the most part, in our section that I was sitting again, we're in three hundred seven. If you ever want right. to come say hi during a game, um, three hundred seven, row ten, because that's Justin Herbert. Um, right. And it, for the most part, everyone around us was very cordial. Like even when the game started, there was this one, this these two these two guys that were kind of obnoxious. Everyone else was like pretty chill. Like they were all excited about their team. Um, you could tell that they were they were wanting to get after it, but. Yeah, for the most part, everyone was really cool. And then obviously we went down and scored right away and they had nothing. The whole first half, yeah. absolutely <laughs> that nothing. That must have been nothing. awesome. Nada. It was just it was just like, a okay, I could choose to be that guy and go yell at all of them. I was with my son and my dad. It was like, we were just honestly just sitting there like basking in all of their <laughs> just like sadness. Sad. Yeah, and we were getting excited. So exfoliating. We weren't oh, being nice, blatant. Nice. We yeah. weren't being like over the top uh. with our excitement, but we were definitely giving some high fives. <laughs> Me and my dad are both coaches. My dad's... Uh, the reason I'm a coach is because he was my coach always. Right. Yeah. So we just basically the whole time me and him watch a football game, we're like, oh, did you see they they did this? And then and then that happened. And oh my God, why are they doing that? And that's like how we watch a game. Mm -hmm. It's not like this super overly emotional jumping up and down and screaming type of viewing experience. <laughs> like like my man right up here. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not like a Kevin viewing experience. So I'm sure honestly, all the Raider fans around us, which we were pretty much surrounded. I had when good plays happened, I had one guy right below us as a season ticket holder that we saw. He was giving some weird high fives that timing wasn't good, so it was kind of weird. But then there was one other family. There was like uh, two guys and a dad right, right, like right next to us, and we we were like it was basically, basically it was just us four guys, and it was it was a good experience. I, I had nothing good. ill against any other Raider fans. No hidden bruises. They good. didn't try anything. So yeah, it was it was a good experience. And, and Paxton came out with a W and a dance off. So that's a, that's, that's right, a baby. Our kids Double are dubs. lucky, dude. I, my son, yeah. we get the W. In case your son, you get the W. It's so fun. That's pretty legit. Yeah, we gotta be more consistent and get these kids to the games. <laughs> that's right. 
Yeah, boy, I mean, I can only imagine. It, it is interesting that this was the one game you would have expected, given our history of seeing other team fans fighting each other after yeah. playing the Chargers. You right. would have expected there would have been an all-out brawl between right. Raiders fans out in the parking lot just fighting yeah. each other for no good reason. I heard yeah. there were a couple of them. For I sure. heard there was some okay. Raider-on-Raider fights. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a few as people were walking yeah. out. Yeah, yeah it the, the, always the seems to be... Team fans fighting with each other in these past games Dude, with Chargers. I, I will take the few, the select few Charger fans that we have. I, I feel like for the most part, we're all really good people that are not interested in doing that kind of crap. No. Like yeah. that's the only explanation for other teams coming out, out showing us basically with attendance and then fighting each other after the game. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just it's embarrassing. The, I do want to bring up one thing though. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I do the classic after a win, you go on YouTube, you just type in chargers and you see all the right. shows that talk. About oh yeah. Us. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that drove me a little, you're going to have to take little a little bonkers. time to little Bananas. pissed off. Sorry. I had to <laughs> okay. say it. Yeah. Is, right. They somehow found a way to talk more about the fact that we didn't have a home field advantage more yeah. so than them talking about the fact Who that cares? the chargers were impressive. And uh, Keyshawn Johnson sucks. I'm just going to say it now. <laughs> Like Skip that's had all our back. About. Skip had our back in that little fight he had with Keyshawn. Or no, it hmm. wasn't Skip. It was um, Stephen A. Skip Bayless sucks. He basically yeah, he found a way a. to talk about how good the yeah. Cowboys were because yeah, yeah, yeah. we that's right, are that's right, that's being right. successful. Stephen A. had our back <coughs> yeah. against Keyshawn. But Thank yeah, you, exactly, exactly. So I just, I'm just, I'm just annoyed with. That. It's just annoying. It's just so annoying because we had it fans is. there and it was loud. It was seventy thirty. But guess what? The Raiders have a fan base there. And that's just what it is. If we're going to sell our tickets to season ticket holders to Raider fans, that's what we're going to have to deal with. So that's what well, to expect. Yeah. It just, it doesn't matter. Like I've, I've gotten no. to a point now that I just don't care. I don't care if there's 10 of us at the stadium, me and those nine other guys are, are and girls. <laughs> we're going to be excited when good things happen. And that's what it's all about. That's right. You know, and, and we know the that, media. I see how it, the media flips it. Like they, that, I know. that's the one thing they're focusing on. It's so stupid. It's fine. We win a Super Bowl and we have some good winning seasons here in the near future. Right. A lot of stuff is going to change. And right. And we went through the 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 aches and the labor pains of this team becoming a big deal. Yes. But it, it is what it is. Like we we experienced it in San Diego too. It's it's not a new thing. It's not. <laughs> oh, we moved to L.A. so now we don't have a huge fan base. The Raiders traveled well when we played at Qualcomm. You know, Always, it, it's yeah. just right. it's just part of kind of who we are. We got to go win some some championships, and then right. I, I do think that we will solidify our place in in LA. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, but it, it, change doesn't happen overnight. It takes it takes time, and we are at least trending in the right direction. So yeah. you got to love to see it. The one area Correct. though that we are not trending in the right direction, I can't. Yeah, God, uh, is these freaking penalty yards i can't get over it i'm looking yeah. at uh we had equal amount of penalties against the raiders seven on seven but we had 105 penalty yeah. yards well there was that yeah. one asante samuel i know 50 that was a yard big one. penalty you know it's like that's the difference yeah that was a big one the raiders were desperate every series they were just taking big hawks to henry rugs because he's so dang fast and it that's just i don't know it's kind of just a part of getting up big is other teams are going to take big chances. Right. They got kind of screwed there. The one thing you can look at, though, is like each week they've gone down. We didn't have any procedure penalties this game, which is so we're learning and we're improving. They were effort effort stuff. Joey got freaking pissed off because he most definitely got held 
that right. almost would I have ended the game. Yeah. It was bad. And that was 15 of those. 45 of those was one penalty against Asante Samuel. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot. Of, and then the one penalty the was a 15-yard face mask. Face mask. Yeah. Nick it wasn't a horse collar because it grabbed him by the yeah. front. It's well, not it wasn't, a horse collar. Fa- they didn't call a horse collar. They right. called that, a face I mask. Miss, I miss Exactly. Yeah. But even collar. it wasn't a horse collar because it was in the front. It should have been horse nothing. horse back. Yeah, it should have right. been absolutely it, nothing. Do you take you could take away almost you could take away three penalties and seventy yards worth of those those penalty yards? But I don't care. We won rest. the game. I'm I don't care. Like it is what it is. But I'm just saying, um, there was no illegal <laughs> illegal shifts, and there was no illegal man, uh, receivers downfield. There which is those are just stupid, dumb bonehead right. plays. We didn't we've have learned. We've yeah. learned, and they've made adjustments. Thank we God. have learned, and we have grown. Yeah, we can't, we almost doubled the penalty yards, but you know. We, we, also, we doubled. We doubled. Well, we almost quadrupled <laughs> our their rushing yards. Yeah, their forty-eight rushing yards to our one hundred and sixty-eight. Their one hundred and sixty-five passing yards to our two hundred and twelve, and our twenty-five first downs to their thirteen. We almost doubled. And they only all had their one categories. in the first. first I was going to say only one in that. That first half was so like it was the it purest, was jaw dropping. It, it was, was the just purest like, form of defense. What? is this well, we talk we talk about this all the time it's like each week like we were talking about this run defense not being good and right, look what yeah. we did this week that was part of the game plan i just feel like stanley yeah. really is game planning for each individual thing so mm-hmm. he might look a little different every week so i think we're just getting used and to that's that. okay yeah that is okay that is okay and you know what else is okay folks me i'm all right thank you for asking <laughs> uh we here at the Charger Chat, have a very special deal this week. Everybody, hit hit the button. Where's my Where's my soundboard? I demanded a soundboard. <laughs> um, folks, this week uh, the plan uh, is for me to attend this next game against the Cleveland Browns, and that plan is still happening. However, uh, my other Two co-hosts up here will not be joining me, so that means. Wait, wait, wait. So, what does that mean? Do you have that? That means I've got not one, but two extra tickets sitting with what? yours truly. What are you and a parking do with pass and a and parking a pass. Parking. What are you oh going to do with those, Adam? God. Well, seeing as they're really not my tickets to give away, <laughs> uh, I figured we would have ourselves a little contest here, mm. folks. Um, I Ooh, am looking I like for this. I am looking for some dates. I am looking for a couple of folks, <laughs> a couple of Charge Chat fans specifically, to come with me to this game against the Cleveland Browns, sitting in section 307. Row plus 10. 7 is 10. That's right. <laughs> uh, to attend this game with me. So uh, we were talking about it, trying to come up with an idea of what it is that we could do. How could we get How could we get the right fan to you attend? Have to tag, you have to tag 12 people, reshare every post we've ever tweeted, <laughs> and like no. all of our videos. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> None of that, folks. We are not asking for any firstborn childs or any uh, <laughs> premonocta rights. Nothing we have like enough. that. <laughs> we have plenty. Um, we are looking for you to give us a pitch. Just let us know why you think you should be the one to come to the stadium, SoFi Stadium, against the Cleveland Browns. Sit next to yours truly for the Cleveland Brown game. Uh, so tag us on our show post. We put up a post every time we upload our show on Twitter and on Instagram. So 
comment on that post, why you think you should attend that game. And my boys, since they can't come to the game, they're going to be the we're judges. Gonna, we're going to yeah. think we're going to pick the the answer that best personifies us. us. So yes. that we'll way, it's kind of like, like he's at, at the game. game with us. Yeah, yes. exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. I yes. so, literally took the words out of his he mouth. So, stole them actually. So again, just uh, you don't. There's no hashtag, nothing crazy like that. Just comment on the show post, either on Twitter or Instagram, why you think you should come to the game with Wooldog and my boys here will pick. We've got two tickets and a parking pass. So if you are in New York, New York, I mean, if you can find a way to get your happy ass to the game, <laughs> you got to be able to get your happy ass to the game. Okay, we, yes. we're not flying anybody out. We're I'm not sorry, putting anybody no. up in hotels. No, we just no, got no. You two have tickets. To use the- you have to use them. You can't pass them off. Nothing like and that. You, no, yeah, this is no, no, no. selling. You, if, if you say in your pitch that you're selling these tickets, if I end up at that game by myself or sitting next to two knuckleheads that I don't know who they we are. Will, two Browns fans, oh. we will find you. Oh, we have a certain, we have a very boy. specific set of skills to deal with people like you. <laughs> and I will say, quick, quick uh, stipulation. Yes. Going into effect in LA County, you have oh, right. to go to the game. You have to have a negative COVID test within 72 hours of the game. Correct. Or you have to have that uh, proof of full vaccination. So correct. Both, both of your shots, you have to have those to go to the game now. So yes. if there's no way for you to be able to do that, um, it sucks. But don't enter. It's, yeah, don't. It sucks. But that that's just a that's what LA County now is mandating to go to the game starting exactly. this Sunday. So yeah, so there's a lot of stipulations to go to this game. Again, hopefully you're living within the area, or you can you have to be able to get yourself to the game. If you're flying in from out of town, put yourself up in a hotel. Uh, have the negative COVID test or proof of vaccination, double vaccination. You got to have your full vaccination mm-hmm. status. And uh, again, just leave a comment in our show post and let us know why you should come to the game. It's really, it, it, it's that it easy. couldn't be, it's that yeah. easy, folks. It couldn't be more simple. And you get to so. hang out with one of my favorite people on this planet. Yeah. Wool freaking one on dog. One-on-one time with Wool Dog. Yeah. Uh, who yeah. wouldn't want to sit next to me? Am I right? I'm jealous. Um, all, all right. right. Well, I, I would love, I'm looking forward to it, folks. Be sure to enter. Uh, I can't wait to see who who these knuckleheads pick uh, <laughs> to sit next to me. It should be it should be a great game. I'm really looking forward to it. And you know what else I'm looking forward to? <laughs> What's that? Autumn. <laughs> it's my favorite season. It's it is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch, and our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't carve your pants pumpkins when you're grooming. <laughs> If you know what I'm saying. Pant pumpkins. Your pant pumpkins. Don't make me say it again. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. Boys, get ready for a cuffing season like no other. Ready to take the leap into fall with Manscaped? Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. One more time, that's 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. <laughs> Choose Man Manscaped. Pumpkins. Your balls will thank you. All right, well, as we mentioned, folks, that Victory Monday, or Tuesday in this case, mm. uh, is just that day that you like to scroll through Twitter and just look at what everybody else mm. is saying. Because everything tell us is just what we music. already know. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. tell me more. Just tell us yeah. what I already know. Tell yeah. me more about my eyes. Tell me more. Tell, <laughs> tell me more. Did we get a f***ing win? Tell me more. Tell me more. 
I'm gonna go Pete for does, a swim. All right. Well, I think we got our commercial. Grease lightning. <laughs> Grease lightning. Oh, there you go. Uh, well, let's take a look and see what was going on around Twitter. Uh, Brian Baldinger, aka Baldy NFL, said Chargers got it all, like Bogey and Bacall. Coaching, execution, next gen thinking. What's not to like about these bolts? I can't think Amen. of anything. Yeah, I get a single thing. Not a this single thing. This is gonna be thing. my new favorite segment. Is when we just tell, we just read things people said nice about All the compliments. So this yeah. is just fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's about as shamelessly positive as it gets. That's right. This is how we do it here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, looking over at NFL research, uh, they said Justin Herbert completed his 500th pass on Monday Night Football in only his 19th NFL start. Herbert is the first QB in the Super Bowl era to reach 500-plus completions before his 20th NFL start. Wow. Come Thanks on. you. I love that so Dude, much. I, I heard again today, I, don't, I forgot who it was, talking about um, the Dolphins just blowing it so hard and drafting mm-hmm. Tua. Mm-hmm. So hard. <laughs> so and hard. So good. And a dol- one Dolphin fan, like, that had like he one of the hosts had known forever was like man I can't even watch the char- I'm not even gonna watch the Monday night game I can't watch Herbert play because I know what we missed <laughs> what out I, on what you could have had. had yeah what we could have had <laughs> oh, so good oh, sweet sweet oh, that would be so ears. hard that would be so I, oh, I mean it's would, like the Bears it's like the Bears who had Trubisky knowing that Deshaun Watson m- went and after, Mahomes you know and Mahomes yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you missed out on both of those with Mitch <laughs> Trubisky. That's kind of like the Tua Herbert thing. Yeah, yep, it is. It's, it, it's weird. It, yeah, like I, I, I've heard that same sentiment, and then it's like I'm trying to picture Herbert in a in Dolphins being as successful as he is, and it's just like I can't picture it. No, no. that's not the reality we live in. Can't He's a it. charger through it. and through. That's right. Uh, looking over at Gilbert Manzano tweeted out one first down allowed <laughs> is the fewest in a first half by a Chargers defense since 2006. Those were the golden ages. Which was the Those golden the, ages. Yeah. It's a good time yeah. to be compared. You know, good era to be compared to. 2009 was just the sweetest of days. Yeah. That's awesome. That's crazy. I can't even believe I thought I honestly would have thought that would be the first time in franchise history. Who allows right? one yeah. first down and all? I went into that game like, oh man, that'd be really cool if we could get a couple three and outs. You know, we went a whole. First <laughs> That's half. all they did the first yeah. half. Yeah, it was so dominant, man. Down. Like watching this defense is just so much fun, and mm-hmm. then watching this offense is so much fun. Like this is just a different kind of Charger football that. Yeah, I am all on board, fully yeah. on board. Right. It 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 feels like everything that we were hoping for this offseason with the hiring of Brandon Staley that just like, you know, let's just we gotta wait and see. We gotta wait and see what this guy does. You know, it we haven't seen a game yet. We've yeah. seen four games, which is I in my opinion, I think this is a pretty good litmus test as far as what yeah. we can expect to see going right. forward. Yeah. And so right now, it's pretty damn exciting. Um, and that's another thing that all of the anchors and all the all the shows and it's all going back to, yeah, Brandon Staley's just, he's, he's, he's a real deal. He's that he's dude. He's that guy. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, uh, let's see, there's some stats here. Chargers defense. Uh, each of the Chargers, four opponents this season, scored their fewest points Whoa. of any of their four games against Los Angeles. 
Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, so versus the Chargers, the Washington football team only scored 16 points. Their other three games, they're averaging 28.3. Uh, the Cowboys against the Chargers only scored 20 points. On average right now, they're scoring 35.3. Oh, uh, Kansas City only scored 24. On average, they're scoring 36. And the Raiders only scored 14 when on average, they're scoring 30. And they were averaging 471 yards a game. And yeah, we not up that game. <laughs> yeah, not, Cut not that, that game. Cut that shit more than in half. Like, <laughs> geez. You can't look at these numbers and not appreciate Staley's defensive scheme. It's Dude, a some direct, people do. It, and it's, it's weird no, when it, people make those arguments that like, yeah, Chargers are playing good, but are they really playoff contenders? This is direct like, correlation. Yes! <laughs> they Coach, are. Coach Staley is the reason that your defense is this good. Who did yeah. we add like significant in this offseason? We we got Derwin back, back which is, I will, back is I will huge. admit that's yeah. a huge. We added Asante, which is also big. I guess we did add some good pieces, but <laughs> we had outside <laughs> of those two. You just walked yourself back yeah, on yeah, that yeah, one. Never mind. It's a never it's mind. A combination of personnel and coaching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy to see these, these, I don't know how people can argue these numbers and say that the Chargers aren't right wrecking it right now. Yeah. Um, Having because, a defense keeps you in every game. Yeah, clearly, clearly you know, it, it keeps does. you in every game and our offense is only getting better week to week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's yeah. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, honestly, like we, we we're talking about it off mic, like. We were set. We were when we were celebrating last night. We were celebrating that Chargers are number one in the AFC West. But when you look at the entire AFC picture, Chargers aren't first in the entire AFC yep. right now. Yeah, in the entire yep, AFC right now, and yet you still see like power rankings of Chargers being ninth, eighth, seventh. When you're the best, when they are the best in the AFC right now. Sleep, baby. Yeah. sleep on us that's yeah. all it may it'll make it that much better yeah that much that much easier and just i love proving people wrong even though i'm not doing absolutely anything like just proving these a-holes wrong is right. going to be so awesome you're just going to sit back and relax and just go you'll see you'll, you'll wait. see, wait you'll, see. see. You'll, you'll, you'll see you'll all see <laughs> do you see we're all gonna laugh at you <laughs> um <laughs> One more tweet here from Gilbert Manzano. Uh, he tweeted out that Keenan Allen reached 650 career catches in 104 career games. He tied Antonio Brown and Julio Jones as the fastest players to do so. That's crazy. Three-way tie with some studs. That's for sure. It's like yeah. we, and that's another, he's another guy that's just so underappreciated. Like we know how good he is because we watch him he every really is, play man. every it's Sunday. It's crazy how underappreciated he is. Clearly in the same realm as Julio Jones and Antonio Brown. Yeah, don't get it. I mean, yeah. it, he you're gonna learn real quick. Um, and then our social media team is just so good. I cons- love them so consistently much. Consistently killing it. Consistently so wrecking. They're savage. Everybody <laughs> who gets in their way. Uh, they tweeted out uh, just one baby with the <laughs> with the picture of our defense after Derwin got that pick. Uh, and the Raiders yeah obviously the Raiders saying uh, or Al just Davis win, is just win baby. We yeah. just won baby. Just one baby. <laughs> just one just one baby. It's so like <laughs> this is the kind of humor I love where it's yeah. so subtle, it's the most subtle kind of sharp d- knife in the that heart. you like don't feel it's like in the um gladiator when he just like 
nicks yeah. them in the ribs and then goes out and fights them. It's like this subtle little just fuck you. But it's just a, it's, a, it's it's like so subtle but a direct hit to the heart. Just, you know? It's like battleship. We just sunk that battleship. <laughs> Man, you are all with the analogies it's, tonight. It's fire. Like, I'm on fire right now. I can't help myself. It's like it's, gladiator. Wait, no, 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 it's like battleship. No, it's, Wait, uh, I mean it's like alien. I, I don't know. It's like a lot of stuff. It's uh it's like saving private Ryan in that uh it's that scene where the guy's got the knife and he's like, shh, 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 and he's just slowly pushing it in, oh. looking him in the eyes. Shh, it's okay. That's exactly shh, what it's like. Just killing him right there. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's stop making historical movie references and look over at some of the quotes that were uh, picked up from our players and coaches uh, post game. We started off with Joey Bosa, who had a little something to say about Derek Carr. He said, uh, we knew once we hit him a few times, he really gets shook. And you saw on Covington's sack, he was pretty much curling into a ball before we even got back there. Great <laughs> dude. Hey, great player. Hey, but we know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody posted a picture of literally there's it's like, about a yard and a half away, feet. and he's, he's already going into the feet. fetal position. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the fetal position. It's like the cover of uh, "Not Without My Daughter," and Sally Field is like <laughs> hugging the child. That's what Derek Carr looks like hugging the football. Like, no, don't take you can't her. have her. You can't. It's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, um, what a bitch. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> sticking with uh, Joey Bosa on quotes, uh, he said. This was amazing. I this, this was is so good. This blew my hair back if I had any. Uh he said the refs are blind. I'm sorry, but you're blind. <laughs> like open your eyes and do your job. It's so bad. It's unbelievable. These guys have got to do a better job because it's been years of terrible, terrible missed calls left and right. It's really pathetic, honestly. He was pissed. Ooh. He was not holding back. I no. just I pray to God this does not get around the league and refs start taking it as a personal like attack and ooh, try to come back this after crew it. will for yeah, sure that yeah. might be ooh, that might be awkward i didn't even consider But at that. the same time it's also a hey you're gonna watch joey bosa from a league standpoint and be like hey are these bad calls like do we need to check these refs well, accountability so could go now, both ways yeah i mean to be fair almost every week there is a weird ass call that gets goes against that, us. that, that goes fumble, against us it, the yeah, fumble, that forward ridiculous. pass fumble. Like, what are you talking about? How is that yeah. a fumble? Like, there's just yeah. been too many of those. And even earlier in the game that we were talking about, the face mask that yeah. was not a face mask. He did nope. not touch his face mask. Like those little things that really do need to get cleaned up. So I yeah. I'm full everybody's fully behind him for saying it, but I think you're right. There is a concern that there could be some retaliation from the referee crew. I didn't I even consider that. I don't want to slow the game down more, but I think some of this shit needs to be more reviewable. Like yeah, some of think, these calls, yeah. well, just some, automatically reviewable that the league, like New York, is just looking at it and it's like if that they wasn't need a to face stop mask, the game, right. they can. Pull that if flag. not, let's keep going. You know, yeah, like, that wasn't a face was mask. Blatant. Pull the flag. Yeah, yeah it's blatantly not but one it, replay, and you see it's not exactly. You take five seconds, you look at yeah. it, and you realize that that's not nope. the case. So, um, I mean, but mad respect to Joy for saying it because that's just not something you hear in these post game pressers. Well, and um, what did his coach say to back well, him up? Well, dog. his coach, uh, uh actually kind of backed him up. He said, uh, Brandon Staley said, this guy has earned the right to, I'm adding inflection. This guy has earned the right to express himself. This guy is a premium player in this league. 
Uh, he commends Bosa for taking responsibility for unsportsmanlike penalty. That was the extra added bit of right. quote that we didn't have there from Joey Bosa saying that, you know, it's pathetic what the refs are doing, but I also should not have yeah. uh, he acted himself in that way. He's like, yeah, what he's I like, did was pathetic. What I did was pathetic, yeah, yeah. and should not have gotten the penalty. Um, but it's nice, again, I mean, the hearing from your coach yeah. saying that, like, yeah, you know what, this dude, he's... He's earned the right to express himself in that way. And yeah. he, so that's actually a really good way of saying it. He's not going like, he's right. All these refs suck. Right. They can suck right. my right. dick. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's just going like, he yeah. has earned the right to express himself that right. way. If that's, that's how, how he feels. Yeah. Suck my Joey, Bo- <laughs> Joey Bosa's <laughs> opinions do not reflect those of the Charger <laughs> organization. Yeah, they do. They 100% do. Yeah. I got your back, Joey. No, we, we, no, I'm saying the Charger organ. That's what Brandon Staley yeah, yeah. saying. Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, uh, yeah. he is allowed to express himself, but uh, yeah. Joey Bosa does not reflect uh, what Brandon Staley and the Charger <laughs> organization has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's allowed to do it. And I respect him for saying but that. But I love it. I love seeing a coach like, whether you agree with it or not, that's where we're at in the NFL now. These players mm-hmm. are going to speak out against stuff that they don't agree with. Yeah. Now, if you think they should fall in line and not say anything, I, I, like I, I understand that idea of respect and respecting the game and the officials and they miss stuff and letting it go and all that kind of stuff, but he said it. So now as a coach, what's your response? And I think his response is, I'm going to back my player. I'm not going to come out and call anyone else out, but I have my players back. And I think exactly. that, was, that, was a, that was a great, great reply. Great reply. Brandon yeah. Staley's always good on these do no types of answers. Yeah, he just does a killer job. Uh, and then the last quote here comes from Derwin James on the win. Uh, he said, this is very satisfying because we wanted to do it for our fans. A lot of people say we don't have fans. We heard them out there. And like I said, this one is for the fans. That's you. how you do it, dude. Such a... We like, are here. Like we are that, we are know, here. It's not as if we have zero fans. Like every game we have thousands of people at this game cheering on their our team. Yes. Yeah. So it's like, and they the players know it. Chris Rumpf after the game, he's on social media, like talking about how we have the best fans in the world. But I I I honestly believe that if you could take our small numbers and just duplicate like multiplicity those people, we would have the best fan base in the NFL. 100%. We're just small dedication. in number right now, well, but the look, dedication is so big. Look at look at it this way. We we are forced. It's like me being in Missouri. You're forced yeah. to become stronger because you're smaller. Right. And what what that's doing is that's creating us making us stronger. If we didn't yeah. have that, if there was just a shit ton of us like stupid Raider fans, right. You don't need to be Nothing a diehard. You don't anything. need to be dedicated. Yeah. You don't need to know the right. roster. Most no. of the people listening to us know the roster. They know all these players. Yeah, and so. it's like when I'm walking through a Charger game, even at SoFi Stadium and I see another Charger fan, it's like this we got this dude. Like, let's stick this. We're, we're going to be in this together. Let's go out right. there and let's support our team. Whereas 100%. if it was like 70,000, yeah, that'd be really cool. But then again, it would just be kind of like you're walking through a sea of, of the same, whatever kind of guys, you know, mm-hmm. what if that sea of 70,000 with the dedication, Let's exactly. see where we get. Let's That's see where, where we gonna, go. It's Let's a slow go. build to get there. Right. It's just like everything that they are changing with the organization. I think it's changing for the fans as well. I think people are waking up to see that yep. the Chargers are a different team than they have been in recent years. And don't don't sleep on them. And in fact, come come support them. Hey, like if there are bandwagon fans that want to come. Stop and, it. Yeah, yeah I, everyone I, needs I'm, to stop that BS. What do you mean like, stop it? 
the calling out people for being quote unquote bandwagon. Oh, that, fans. I, I'm saying if you're a bandwagon fan, yeah. come on in. Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, I want these guys. It, you like, know what? It's going to be a long walk to get to where we want to go. But guess what? We got some fucking comfortable shoes. So <laughs> yeah. let's That's get right. us walking to yeah, where we want to go. Let me get yeah. some stretches in. Let me get my stretches yeah. in. I got to pull, pull a hammy. Don't want to pull a hammy. Don't uh, get some of those nice inserts. You know, do the whole right. thing. Yeah, I just, I, I guess I just don't understand the idea of like calling people out for being new fans I mean, and then complaining about not having fans. You know, like, <laughs> you can't what, have do, what do you want them yeah. to come from? <laughs> yeah. You want them to like raise zombies, raise from the dead and be Charger fans again? Uh, like, well, let's, you can breed them, them in into existence. That's like the, the truest that's a, form that's of the Charger. That's the real fan, long, really. slow, and steady approach. Uh, hey, yeah. we're talking, you know, 15 years. Yeah, take this the is the start of a new generation for go. fans. And I'm all about okay. it. I'm Stay all for positive. It. Make it fun. Big yeah. time. Um, one last tweet here from Matt Overton, one of the players, our new long, long snapper. snapper, now that we don't have uh, Cole Mazza, uh, said, never a doubt. Love this team. Chargers fans held it down tonight. Thank you. Let's keep going. Love it. Bolt up. And also, another thing that's awesome about his post that he had his like grandma was doing yeah. like a celebration dance, oh, like a like awesome, pretty old old grandma, and she was just tearing it up, dude. Lively as ever. So excited, yeah, love it, love it. Tear it up, Granny Overton. Um, all right, well, uh, folks, don't forget uh, you can head on over to ChargerChat.com. Uh, we've got our members only section. I peeked in there after our victory just to make sure everybody was still doing good. And uh, everybody does seem to be pretty damn happy about that win. Yep. Um, and uh, please feel free to head over there to sign up to that members only section. And don't forget, winter is coming. And we just added some new sweatshirts to our store. So if you want to pick up a sweatshirt or even a t-shirt, if you're a fat guy like me, you don't need a sweater. You've got, I've got insulation on the Built inside. In. I don't need no sweater. <laughs> Not for me. You can also get t-shirts over at chargerchat.com. Check it out. All right. Well, now folks, it's time to head over to our next segment. Coach's Corner. Can't wait to see it. Break it down. Coach! Great moments are born great opportunity. All comes down to today. You take this helmet and you put it right in his numbers, okay? I want to see nothing but snot bubbles in his nose. A lot of people want to blame coaches for a lot of things. Nobody puts <laughs> coaches in And corner. we shut them down because we can't. It's because I believed in you. And I wish I could say something that was classy and inspirational. But it just wouldn't be our style. Let's do it! That's right, folks. It's time for another rendition of Coach's Corner. We reach into the bag of questions and we pull one out from one of our old favorites, Zach Marincic. Ooh. Who hey, asks? Hey, who, who asked the question? Thoughts uh, on the uh, interior uh, defensive lineman or against the Raiders. Uh, what was different uh, this week? <laughs> all right. Uh, yes, as we all watched uh, this last game, Everybody was frightened and downright terrified of what was going to happen in the run game. Um, and uh, boy, howdy, did uh, <laughs> we did something different between these past previous games. Uh, those linemen came out. I don't They were just a wall. I think either swallowed them up or ate them whole. I don't know what happened. Coach, break it down for us. What happened? He, yeah, it's it. it I, as I watched through the game, I didn't see like a very direct, complete change in identity of our defense. Mm -hmm. um, honestly, what I believe is our defensive linemen just played a lot better. We were just wow. better than their offensive line um, in a lot of aspects. So I'm going to walk us through a couple of plays here. 
look at some of the uh, techniques, responsibilities, things that we did really well. Um, the the one time that I definitely saw a, hey, we're not going to get pushed around and run on a lot was the very first play. Okay. Um, so generally we have, we have a, th- we run a three, four. So we have three defense alignment of four linebackers. Um, this first play looked very much like our old school four, three. Um, so we, we kind of wanted to come out early and establish, Hey, we, we know what you guys want to do and we're going to take it away early. So what that, what the reason I say that is you look at the box. I've talked about this a couple of weeks now. The box is basically anything right here. It's two or three yards. It's five, it's like five yards back to five yards back inside of the tackle. So everything in here is the box. So to see if you want to run or if we're giving them a little bit of cushion to say, hey, I dare you to run, is you count the numbers in the box. And right now we do we have the numbers to match up with what they're doing. They don't have to beat us pretty good to be have a successful run play. And the biggest difference that I know that this is more of a four-man front is this one technique or this supposed to be a zero technique in Limbaugh Joseph. If we're running a three-man front, he's head up on the center. And he is just trying to push this guy back and he's a two-gap player. Because we have so many guys in the box, he doesn't have to be a two-gap player. He gets to be in this A-gap. The gaps go from inside out, A, B, C. So between the center and the guard is A. Between the guard and the tackle is B. Outside the tackle is a C-gap. So now he gets to be a a true one-gap, backside A-gap player. So he's, he's in the one technique, meaning he's shaded this side up here to the center. And he's playing a gap. Now we have every gap filled up because we have seven guys in the box. Hmm. Um, this was us being like, hey, we know you want to run the ball. I know we've had some poor games against the run, um, but we're not going to allow that to happen. So as I run this through, but I'm also going to show you the technique. It's not just just numbers in the box. It's also the technique that's used to successfully defend and beat up this um, this play. Um, so Derwin James, again, another point, Derwin James is right here. He's down here in the box. Oh, hello. He's not up here at 12 yards. They walked yeah. him down here. They have Alohi and Nas is back here. So they have three safeties in, in the game right here. And they allowed Derwin to be that extra guy kind of sniffing the box, looking to see if something comes. Um, so I'll go ahead and run the play for you guys. You can kind of see, obviously we know, we all know it was an extremely successful play and we shut him down pretty good. So he gets up there. The line stays stout. Derwin gets in on the ball. It's getting a gain of two. We had numbers in the box. You're not going to get a huge run um, when they have numbers. Now you do give up, obviously, in the past. Derek wasn't um, bold enough to check to a pass on first and ten. That was clearly their game plan was to come try to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had a pretty good we we had a good game plan here in the first play. Um, also, there's no way that that um, this. This next play that we watch, you're just going to see a dominance in the offense uh, on the defensive line. I'll, let me bring it up now. Uh, okay, again, so we have Derwin James somewhat in the box. So this is Derwin here. He has him walked down, and you still have your two safeties up high. You have Alohi and you have Nas. So this was very clearly a part of the game plan was to get Derwin down in the box, even without Chris Harris in the game. We saw enough out of Alohi last week that Coach Daly has a lot of confidence in him being back there over the top. So Derwin is now walked down towards, quote unquote, the box. So he can make an impact. If they try to run the ball out here, he's a threat to blitz. We have the numbers that are somewhat close to the line of scrimmage. Um, now, what you're going to see here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk through just a little bit through run fit. So every man is responsible for a gap. So right here, Uchida Nwosu is responsible for the C gap. He's everything outside the tackle. Um, you have down in here, Limbaugh. He has A gap right here between the center and guard. 
You have Jerry Tillery, who looks like he's playing B-gap, which is between the guard and tackle. You have Kyler Fackrell, who's in C-gap. And then you have you still have your two linebackers to take up the open gaps. So we have um, Kaiser White here that's going to be walking up into B-gap. And then you have, um, this is Drew Tranquil, who's going to have the opposite A-gap from Limbaugh Joseph. Mm. So all the gaps are taken up. Now, what you're going to see as this play develops is they're all zoning this way. So this tackle is not responsible to block Uchina. He's actually responsible to come up here and try to block out here on Kaiser White. So as the play moves, you'll see Uchina. He does a great job of squeezing down the line of scrimmage. These guys do a good job of stopping the line. So he has to try to come here and cut back. Uchina closes down, makes a great play, and they pick up no yards on second down and eight. So Chinna squeezes, comes down. He tries to cut back, makes the play in the box. Nice. It's just a huge impact. This is just, that. that's just a dominant play. You know, like they tried to come right. We stuffed them. He tried to cut back. Our contain was right there. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that's just technique. We have numbers and they're better here, but we still have too high on, on both of those plays. You still have two guys at 12 plus yards. So it's just us playing better is what, what really came from um, Monday's game. Also, the second series, we had gone down and scored. They stopped us. We punted. Second series, they threw the ball three times. Right. They said, all right, run's not working, right? So they go try to throw the ball three times. They get two, three yards, and they they punt it back. And then what I want to look at next is another, another um, example of our D-line just playing better. Let me bring it up for you right now. All right. All right. So this next play, this is just an example of a very disciplined, well-coached, good defensive line right now it's second and 25 so it, it's just it's this is not a good good down and distance for any team to come up with a play um and when you're playing coaching high school football you're like hey watch the screen watch the screen watch the screen but these guys are still they're going to get excited when they're not blocked on a screen play all these linemen are going to sit back for a half a second try to fool these guys into thinking it's a pass so they start to rush and then they're all going to release coming downfield to try to block a linebacker or a DB. Um, watch, watch, just I want you to watch the D line. They're going to recognize it right away. And they start their rush. They recognize and they all turn around and sprint right back to the line of scrimmage. In a screen, a D lineman, as soon as you recognize it, you want to go right back to where you started. Because hmm. if they let you go, they're trying to get to where you vacated. So this is just an example of an extremely disciplined, like, smart, well-coached team. They all sprint right straight back. Jacobs has nowhere to go. He ends up leaking back to the other side and they, we end up making a play. But it's pretty incredible to watch how well our, our defensive line just snaps straight back. They're ready to pick off a ball. Like, they're ready to make a play. Watch, as soon as this ball snaps, boom, it's screen. We're all going back. Covington's in the way. Jerry Tillery's in the way. <laughs> they're all back there in the lane of the throw, which could have created a huge turnover. Just another aspect of our D-line getting better, being extremely disciplined. Yeah. That's awesome. We needed that. We wanted to see that after the last two weeks of just them running all over us and right. getting away with stuff like this. So if it's if it's just a technique thing, like how, how good can this defense be if they're improving? Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So this is... This is one of the plays that the Raiders actually had a decently successful run, but I think we got lined up incorrectly. I think this was just a matter of formation. It's not a matter of them beating us up by any means. Now, this may be what Staley wanted, but I'm pretty sure today they're looking at film and they're correcting this. Um, they're in 21 personnel, meaning two running backs. You got a fullback and a running back and a tight end. So this is a really run-heavy set. 
And mm. then on top of that, both of your wide receivers are in here really tight to try to help out with some run blocking. So you almost know a run's coming here on first and 10. Um, but what happens is that's really weird is you have three guys to the weak side of the formation. Weak side meaning center guard tackle. They have nose guard, D tackle, outside linebacker, all to the weak side. And then on the strong side, all they have is D tackle, outside backer. Um, just the numbers are not right. There's something off here with who aligned where. If this guy just would have bumped out a shade and this guy bumps to the other side of the center, everything gets balanced. Mm. That's why I believe that there was just an alignment mistake here. And that's why things did not go well. Once you see me watch, watch me run this play, um, they pick up six, seven yards because we were not aligned correctly. Mm. Um, so that that's not a us getting beat up. That's not a long-term thing. That's a one-off mistake that hopefully we can fix here pretty quick. Right, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this film, this clip I picked up just because I thought it was cool because we heard so much about this in the offseason and haven't really seen it a whole lot. Um, this is 450 left. This is actually the series that we end up eventually picking him off and kind of sealing the game. Um, but Joey Bosa here drops into coverage. So for those of you, I, when I was watching the game, I didn't see it happen. Um, so just kind of a fun wrinkle that you can see added in here. Um, Joey is right here on the edge. Um, you can see him just hop back in coverage and almost create like a little bracket. Um, and it looks like Carr's kind of looking that way to try to throw there. Um, he's covering up Renfro and he's able to kind of stop the idea of looking over that way. Hmm. Um, it, I don't know. I just thought it was cool to actually see this in action. This big talk that we've seen of Joey Bosa dropping out into coverage. Yeah, he, does wow. a, he does a pretty good job and he races in the immediate throw. I wow. would have loved to see Hunter Renfro catch that ball get and just get murdered. picked up. Yeah. Picked up just and carried slammed. back like a little Power boy. Bombed. Yeah. You know, like what, what was he thinking when he went on his route and saw Joey Bosa inside? Oh, <laughs> shit. You know? Just, just, just a cool, just a cool idea of seeing this, some of the, the complexities of this defense that are continuing to work here. Wow. The last clip I'm going to show is the, the, the holding <laughs> that really pissed off Joey Bosa. So, any officials that are watching, I went ahead and looked at your rule book. Um, <laughs> just so we're all on the same page. Patty Kyle um, strikes. Uh, yeah, I love I it. I pulled so, it up here for you. Offensive <laughs> holding is defined as use of hands or arms to materially restrict an opponent or alter the defender's path or angle of pursuit. It is a foul regardless of where the blocker's hands are, inside or outside the frame, the defender's body. Material restrictions include, but are not limited to, grabbing or tackling an opponent, check. <laughs> Hooking, jerking, twisting, or turning an opponent, check. Pulling it to the ground, almost check. But Joey Bosa is just really strong, so he couldn't pull him to the ground. Right. But you'll see, watch up here, Joey Bosa. Joey, I got your back, dude. This was most definitely a hold as you watch this play develop. It's pretty blatant, right in front of the official, right there, just yeah. gets tackled. Yeah. Oh, my it's, God. It's like, come, come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. You know, and that could have turned into a 60-yard gain touchdown. Right. Yeah. And they completely blew it. What so, are they looking at? I don't know. I don't they were watching Carr and throw a deep <laughs> ball that everyone's obsessed with. I don't know. Wow. Don't get it. Well, awesome. Well, hey, folks, there you go. Coach taking a look at our defensive line, who I guess didn't really change anything other than just playing better. There was, and, yeah, uh, there were some some little formation adjustments, but nothing major, man. Like it, it was just them. They beat up the Raiders' offensive line. Like we showed up to play. Well, it's just that much more exciting then to see what these guys are going to do as they progressively get better week to week. 
Uh, right, awesome. Thank you, coach. All right, folks. Well, now it's time for our next segment. It's fan focus. Let's see who we got today. All right, guys, we are back with another fan focus and we are super pumped to have Aaron from Orlando. What is going on, Aaron? Hey, how are you? Good evening. I uh, did. It's great to meet you. We're super excited to chat with you. So let's get into it. How did you become a Charger fan? Weirdest, most obscure story you're probably ever going to hear. Let's hear it. I can't wait. So I'm a few months shy of 50. And back when I was a kid, we're talking seven, eight years old. I was in class at school and I wanted to use the uh, the uh, restroom. So you raise your hand and they let you go. Yep. And I'm walking down the hallway and there's a pencil on the ground. And back then when I was a kid, they have these 10 cent pencil machines and they'd have different things, sports or Smurfs or GI Joe or whatever you were sure. into. So it was this brand new unsharpened pencil, San Diego chargers. <laughs> and wow. so I decided I'd become a charger fan. That I will have to say that is the coolest charger becoming a charger fan story. I think I've heard. Yeah. I was never from San Diego. I never went there. Um, I actually grew up in a town outside of uh, Rochester, New York. So Bill's country, Western New York. Gotcha. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Just huge lifelong fan. That's awesome, man. Well, well, cool. Well, we're glad that you are. And I do. I remember those pencils. I think I had a couple of those for sure. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into this last game, man. We're just coming off a super high of beating the Raiders. And that was just so much fun. Um, so what, what were your initial thoughts, you know, coming out of that game? You know, what were you thinking? Uh, nervous as heck. And I don't know why I feel this like irrational need to be nervous before every game lately, but You're a I think it's fan. Because of what we were used to with the different, uh, you know, coach Lynn era. Um, but, uh, we got out to the hot lead, which was great. Everything was clicking. And then the Raiders started coming back and you get that, you know, pit of your stomach. Here we go again. Sure. But I think what's different, just like last week against the Chiefs, we didn't do like we normally do. We just kind of kept, you know, stayed the course. And I give the coaching staff a lot of credit because we never really wavered. We just kind of hung in there. We then took control back and never let up and win the game. Yeah, it was it was super fun to watch. And just the, the coaching staff is such a breath of fresh air for me. Um, you know, we've been through a lot of coaches. You've been a fan forever. You know, we've been through a lot of coaches and like to have the kind of aggressiveness that this coaching staff is, you know, implementing is just crazy and how they're not they're not taking their foot off the gas. So, like, what are your your you know initial thoughts on Brandon Staley and, and just in general, this new coaching, this new coaching staff? I watch a ton of um, different media and I was convinced it was going to be Dayball. And I would have bet my farm on it that it would have been Dayball. I never would have seen Staley coming. When they hired him, I wasn't upset. I was just kind of surprised because everything was gearing toward Dayball, his history with Telesco, um, what, you know, rumors and things you're hearing and people like Schefter, little tidbits and whatnot. So I was a little bit shocked, but right from the get-go, you could just tell he really had his act together. And it was such a breath of fresh air that he really knew every player, every, um, you know, where they went to school, their number. He just seemed to really know our roster better 
the minute he was hired, then it seems like maybe this is unfair to say, but like coach Lynn did like on his way out, it just really blew me away. Sure. Yeah. His like attention to detail is kind of covering everything. It's like the adjustments we're making, all the stuff we're doing mid game. Like you're not, you didn't see that in previous regimes. So it's, it's just so exciting. So, you know, what, what do you think? We got another big game coming up this Sunday. We have the, the Browns. What do you think we need to do as a team to keep this, keep this snowball getting bigger and rolling down the hill? Like, what do you think we need to do? Um, their defense is really tough. And I think the nice thing we showed on, on Monday night was Keenan and, and Dubs didn't have monster nights and we still won. And we still had a lot of offense and put a lot of uh, points on the board. He really, Herbert really did a good job of taking what he could get, spreading the ball out. If they're going to take away Keenan and Mike Williams, take Jared Cook. Sure. Um, that, that one call they had with uh, Steven Anderson was great where he blew out after the uh, they initial stuck out there. Yeah. 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 They hit him for, I think it was like 22 yards and just kind of at that point of the game, just kind of blew it back open in our favor. Um, I think that might've been one of the first plays after the uh, missed field goal by the uh, Raiders. And it really just kind of got us going again and got us, got us moving. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting, man. We're, we're pumped and, uh, we, we, Hey, we appreciate you coming on and chatting with us, man. It was great meeting you, Aaron. And, uh, let's, uh, let's keep the conversation going, man. Let's keep it going on Twitter. Thanks. Wish you guys the best of luck. You do a great job. You're so fan friendly and, um, really it's a, it's a breath of fresh air. Best of luck. Thank we, you. We really appreciate it. Aaron. take it easy, man. Take care. Bye. Bye. Well, dude, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude, the pencil story that got that's me. That's cool. I, what I a random kinda... way to become a Charger fan. I right. haven't heard that one yet. No, that's yeah, that's a new one. We'll write that down in the book. Use yeah. that Charger pencil. pencil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, I I think that's actually kind of. I, it makes me think back to my childhood when you would just like you would just see something. You don't know what it is. You don't know why. But you're just like, I like that. That's going to be yeah. my, That's my thing. thing. Yeah. And yeah. for that to be something so innocuous as a pencil like and have that. He just, the man had to go pee. Right. He became a Charger fan. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just got to go pee, folks. Just got to go pee. Find it a could happen just like that. To anyone. And all time. right. Well, hey, Aaron, thank you for coming on, man. Really appreciate you stopping yeah. by and uh, talking with my man, uh, Huggin' Duggin. Uh, all right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. I can't wait to I can't wait to see what he's going to say. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty spicy. Let's see what he's got. It's the Craig Experience. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh. Craig Experience. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Come on, man. Listen. If you're down with BSB, Jay Herbo, Doomsday Slay, and Area 33rd, you'll follow me on Twitter. That's Top Flight, T-O-P underscore F-L-Y-T-3. You heard? CC Gang. Big freaking salute. And to the rest of the Bull fam, what's going on, man? She got Craig in Texas. And, um... Usually, like, Almond creamer in my coffee, but man, Raiders' tears are delectable. Uh, 
Boy, boy, boy. I don't even know where to start. First off, part of my voice, I'm not feeling the best today, but smoking Raiders boots Monday night helps me get by. Um, I know we all enjoyed that. That was freaking fantastic. Let me just get right into it because there's so much good that, you know, I don't even think I care about any of the areas of opportunity today. I don't care about that. We're going 1000% shamelessly positive today. Forget it. Could we touch on some things that didn't go great? Yeah, but why? It's the Raiders. Screw it. I mean, you know, let's just get right into the offense. Jay Herbo, three TDs, no picks with like next to no production from the wide receiver court. Um, They did a lot to bracket Keenan on third down. They knew that was our go-to guy in those situations. So they did what they had to do to kind of shut that down. Mike Will was in a lot of one-on-one matchups that they didn't really take advantage of, but whatever, doesn't matter. Like I said, we're we moving on past that. It's not what today is about. Um, Austin Eckler, you beautiful, beautiful, ball rock-toting freak. Thank you, man. I mean, that is easily the best value player in the NFL. Has to be. The contract that he's on with the level of production that he puts out, I mean, who, who better at that cost? Excellent job, Mr. Telesco. You get props for that. Snaps to you, my man. Fire job. Um, you know, also, I think I mentioned this on Twitter a little bit. If you look at Eckler's receptions to target rate, I know up until Monday night's game, he was like 15 targets for 15 catches. And not all of those were just like little swing passes out of backfield, by the way. Um, that is beyond efficient. He 1,000% has Jay Herbo's trust. And again, just, just the value for the production is just is phenomenal. Freaking phenomenal. Uh, Jared Cook, apologies, bro. Uh, I had my issues with that signing because, you know, coming from a family that's mostly Saints fans, I watched him bungle things over and over and over again there. And they absolutely wanted him out of town. And so I didn't want any parts of him. But dude has found new life in this offense. And I mean, he was just third down, fourth down go-to. I mean, it wasn't Keenan. It wasn't Mike Will. Tight ends and Austin Eckler. It's freaking awesome. I mean, I just can't get over the way that the game plan kind of evolved. And when they took away things that, you know, we like to focus on or the team likes to focus on as their primary go-tos, they just found other avenues to get it done. That's called game planning and making adjustments. Whew. Novel concept. Nice to have a coach that has figured that out. And dude, again, bravo, Staley. Just... And, you know, Lombardi, I, clearly I'm gushing. So let me calm myself down and get back to business because there's just so much awesomeness to touch on. Um, you know, outside of that, uh, speaking of tight ends, Donald Parham is sneaky, sneaky athletic. Um, as he develops throughout the year, I think going into next season, if it doesn't happen at the latter part of this year, there's going to be a whole different story written about him. Uh, he doesn't move like a six eight guy. I mean, y'all saw Darren Waller six foot six and how agile and fast he is. Well, Parham has like I've seen more wiggle with him than I've seen in even him, and that's that's saying something. So let's just see how that career develops. Um, let's see how the rest of the year goes on. I've been an advocate of him getting more balls, uh, pause, and um, you know, again, the rest of the year should be really interesting. But I think next year is where he really goes off. But we'll see how you know the year finishes off. But 
whatever. Defense. Yo, inspired, inspired, inspired first half performance. Zero net yards in the first quarter. What? Against that offense? You know, the one that was supposedly taking the league by storm. I mean, let's be honest. We all know what Gruden's plan is. And like his MO is running the ball to set up the pass. But um, I think Josh Jacobs had been out for the last few weeks. They had a backup who was doing really well. His name escapes me right now, but it wasn't necessarily the offense that Gruden wanted to run. So, of course, the uh, glory hole, sorry, uh, black hole savior, uh, the silver and black Jesus, uh, Derek Carr, was all the rage so far this season. You know, MVP talks. Never mind the fact that I think they were like 23rd in uh, strength of schedule or difficulty of schedule up until this point, and the Chargers were like third. Never mind that. Who cares? Um, Y'all were praising him, or I'm sorry, they were praising him. The rest of the league was. They were painting this little narrative, and it was annoying because I hate Derek Carr. I hate his face. Um, You know, the fact that he's just like uber, uber annoying. And that that little naive comment he made about it feeling like a home game, like, great, look, listen, even though that was the truth, you weren't the right messenger for that, buddy. Who are you? What what have you ever done? So whatever, moving right past you. Um, the run game, run defense, great. I don't know what happened this week. They clamped that crap down. There was no haps in the middle of the field. The box was clank, clank, locked up. And just moving forward, especially going into this week, I'm having the Browns. We'll see how that kind of translates. I mean, Forrest Merrill got some burn. I know he had a tackle for loss. Um, Brendan Fajoko is getting in there too. We'll we'll see how it goes, but I'm super encouraged. And, you know, again, Drew Tranquil, it kind of works. It's it's weird that it had to happen the way that it did with K-9 going down and, you know, prayers to him. I know he'll be back you know, hopefully sooner than later. But my hope is that they find a way to kind of mix him in with the edge. And if you want to keep continuing to develop him as an inside linebacker, then great. But, you know, allow the dude to go hunt. That's what he does. Oh, man. Um, Mike Davis, I see you, Vato. Vato played a hell of a game. His tackling was on point. Um, I think he may have missed one. But other than that, he was smoking cats. I loved it. Um, he seemed really, really locked in. I didn't see his name called a bunch. He wasn't really losing on the outside. And, I mean, you can't ask for much more than that. Nasir Adderley, Nas the Dine. What up, bro? It's been two weeks now. He's been steadily improving. And you know what? Let's get past the TD to Waller. That was a perfect pass to a six foot six Darren Waller who's going to pretty much moss anyone. Outside of that, the dude played fantastic it's just carrying over from week to week to week and i love the progression because i'm a huge fan of Nas. besides the fact that he holds the name of my favorite rapper of all time as well so it's a plus area 33 is back bow down to d james man ah fantastic brother that's how you close out a game uh you know gave up that deep shot to rugs anyone else probably would have been toasted for a td but DJ was at least a step or so behind him. And then look at what he does. You know, ends the game on a pick. It really, really felt amazing to see him do it because we all missed him, having him back on the field consistently, battling, and he is the best player on the field at any given time. We are lucky. We have a, like a wealth of riches. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. Just, you know, be appreciative, folks. Um, and yo, I coined this. I'm going to put it on a shirt. Brad said, Brandon, the man plays 
as if there's a fifth down. It's like, oh, you think I should punt here? Nah, I'm good. Let's go ahead and convert this. Perfect on fourth downs throughout the year? Really? Yo, it's just fire. It keeps going. And again, I can go on and on heaping praises on people, but I'll just keep moving along here. And you can say what you want about this defense not being fully stocked yet. Um, but they have quietly held three of the top offenses in the league under 25 points in three consecutive weeks. And I think every team's had like their worst offensive output, whether it be point total or yardage, something like that, of any game they've played so far this season. So even though the system isn't fully locked in yet and the players that they're going to put on this team aren't all the way there as they build it out throughout the years, it's already making humongous strides. So um, his decision-making is just fantastic. And, you know, i tell you what, I'm going to take up any more of your time because, again, I'm I'm just rambling on about because I'm so freaking happy. Um, Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all's week. Have fun trolling Raiders fans because I know I am. Uh, Browns are up next. I will talk with y'all about that throughout the week on Twitter, man. And yo, yo, both of them, fellas, I don't really even have a question this week, man. Just reveling in it. I love it. I love it. Anyway. Enjoy the rest of your week. Hit me up on Twitter if y'all want to talk about anything else. I'm here. You know what it is. Bullganger don't bang. Okay, love you. Bye. Craig. Damn, Craig, you you're hitting like you're hitting notes that I've never heard you hit before. You were you were up here. All right. And I love you it. Know, that that's you such know that energy. wall I always talk about that I'm ready to run through. You just you just fired me up, brother. Yeah, yeah. hey, you you charged our batteries, man. What I mean, and you're right, dude. Like this is just there are so many good things to talk about. So many things that I forgot to talk about until you brought it up. Like our tackling situation was so much better this last yeah. game. Oh yeah, like no. those tack like every tackle like in the past we're used to seeing guys squeeze out of and start and get a few more yards, but like this game. If you're getting tackled, you were going down. Like you yeah. were, you were not going nowhere. nowhere. You know where you're going? Nowhere, nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, boy, and just all the different names that we we heard get mentioned. Uh, you know, Covington, uh, Fahoko, Jared uh, Cook, Jared Cook, Forrest yeah. Merrill, Parham, Parham. Yeah, Parham. Yeah. Parham Huge feels game. like such a diamond in the rough, man. Yeah. Like that feels like such a sweet get. Like. Prior That's to, why the XFL existed was exactly. so that we could find one season. Parham. Give us Parham. That's not even a full Parham. one. Yeah, give us just, half a just season. A, yeah, part of a game. Part yeah. of a season. And that and obviously it's it's paid off. Like the guy is the guy is finding himself open in those end zone plays. And uh and yeah, man, how sweet is it to have Derwin James back and playing so just lights out on this on this team. So Area so 33. Area 33. It. it is beautiful. It. it is beautiful. Craig, hey man, thanks. Thanks for coming back on again. Thanks for bringing the energy, dude. Like that. Oh, the positivity. Yeah, was, I mean, I was jacked. Yeah, that that's this is a Craig that I. I'm not going to say I've never seen this Craig before, but boy, it feels like it's been a while. So hey, welcome back, Craig. Love you, Craig. <laughs> Love that you, buddy. Awesome. Um, all right, folks. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment of this long ass episode, <laughs> making it even longer. It's time for Ask Bolt Bam. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> guys. Don't jam a thumb up his bottle. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, love you, boy. All right, folks. That's right. It's time for Ask Bolt Fam. And again, a lot of you knuckleheads came out here with questions and voice requests. 
Some I've never done before. Others I I strain my vocal cords and I do it for you, folks. <laughs> I do it for you. Let's start this off with Belltown Bolts fan. Certified fresh. Yes, for right. sure. For, for sure. sure fresh. Who asked the question? <laughs> oh man. Oh, no requests this week. Oh, I'm still high as fuck on last night's tubby. I just I just want to say thanks for all the awesome content, CCP. You guys rock. Okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, love, you. So kind. love you. Yeah. Thank love you. you. Thank love you. you, Belltown Bolts fan. We, we see you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Love thanks, that. Well, that's a great way to start out our Ask Bolt fam. Uh, let's move it on now to an old favorite of ours, Daniel Lawallen, who asked the question. <laughs> What's up, Rochachos? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So, like, what are your thoughts on Staley going for it on fourth in every situation? Like, will the magic ever not work? He's like, me playing Madden, like, fourth and 40 on my own 12? F*** it, let's go for it. And f*** Chucky Doll Raiders, all right? Okay, later, dude! I don't know. He's pretty successful at it. I love it. I The thing yeah. is, like, each time we do it, I think Herbert levels up. Like, every time he makes a fourth down yeah. pass, he just, like... He's evolving. <laughs> yeah, he's just evolving with that shit, so... Yeah, is it always going to be perfect? Probably not, but shit, we're the odds are in lose, our favor. At I'd this rather point. lose. I'd rather lose trying to win the game rather than not lose. Not trying, trying to well, not lose it. You know, I what love I mean? that like, we were go. ahead in going for it. We weren't, yeah. you know, behind in going for it. We were ahead in going for it. That is just right. a different mentality. That really is. Yeah, that's something that I don't. Again, I I'm, as I mentioned on the instant reaction, I can't think of a time that anybody let alone the Chargers, are going for it, making that risky of a play call with a two-score lead. Right. That's yeah. that's crazy. That's that's that brass Let's keep it Brandon. going, dude. Yeah, that's, that's brass the, that, Brandon. That's who you are. You just got to stay true to who you are and keep coaching the way you coach, and I don't think there's any reason why it's going to change. Agreed. There you go. Let's keep riding that wave, Daniel. Thank you yeah, for buddy. asking the question, buddy. Yeah. Love yeah. it. All right. Let's move it on now to Lexi McWilliams. Who asked the question? You know, it seems like uh, for the first time in recent memory that we have respect from other teams and we are actually trying to win games. Uh, do you think we're finally starting to see how the next few years will be? All right. <laughs> hey, okay, love you. Bye. <laughs> that's my that's my best Dolly Parton. I, th I know it sounds just like Dolly Parton, but uh, that was shocking. That was it. Um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, respect from other teams. I mean, I don't know. It feels like players, you know, game recognizes game. And I feel like there's always been that kind of like, you don't always see players respecting other players out front and center, right? Well, I think, do you remember that quote? I think, I can't remember who it was. It was Keenan Allen getting interviewed on a podcast and a former player, it was like a player podcast. And they talked to him and they like giving them shit about how bad our offensive line was. Mm. Remember that? Yeah. I think now we're kind of establishing a certain level of respect within not only the fans, but in the commentators respecting. I think these offensive coordinators are really going to have to start preparing a little differently for us moving forward. I think there's 
the way we're playing right now, you're you're demanding and demanding respect. Mm. Um, you're you're forcing that on people because sure, look yeah. how good we've played. Yeah. So I, I see that moving forward for sure. Yeah. Hard hard yeah. to argue the numbers, and the numbers I think uh, definitely will pull the respect. I see what you're saying there, Kev. So hey, Lexi McWilliams, thank you for asking the question. We move on now to the Chargers nerd, aka Daniel, who asked the question. Crikey. How did they manage to clear all those Raider fans out of SoFi when their heads were shoved so far up their asses, their back teeth were floating? There's no room for my thumb. Couldn't get it up there. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, how, do they, how do they do that, Kyle? Had to sweep them on out. <laughs> it was a quick departure, I think. It was a slow and steady was... flow, yeah. What was it? You just like throw like a piece of shit on the end of a lure? And you yeah, start reeling them out. Yeah. Come on, like, guys. Follow Come your it. shit. Uh-huh. You're used to following shit. Just uh-huh. follow along. I just want to get it. Just I just want to touch it. I just want to follow that it. Shit. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's how you do it, there, Chargers nerd. Thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Senora Snappy. Senora. Senora Snappy. Who asked the question? Could you break down the sack on Herbert in the first quarter? I mean, what were Filer and Lindsley focused on that left the door wide open? What do you think, Kyle? Do you know what we're talking about? I mean, yeah, I know that I watched that sack. And, you know, I think it's because of Kyle that now, like, when I watch the replay, I'm not just watching the guy get Herbert. I'm now looking to see who didn't do what right. as far as, like, not making that sack. And honestly, it looked like Lindsley and Filer just were like looking at two different things. And I think it was Phylon that just like walked right by. Yeah. yeah. Cause Phylon's not that good. So that was definitely a miscommunication <laughs> somewhere up front. Yeah. Wa- watching it over again after the game, um, it didn't look like it had anything to do with Corey Lindsay. It looked like uh Phylon came right be- in the B gap. So between the guard and tackle, so that would have been Slater and Filer. And yeah, I don't know. Cause Slater very, very clearly had a man outside of him that he was working to. Mm-hmm. There was no running back coming over there to help pick up the end. Um, so yeah, that was just Filer not knowing protection and going to the wrong guy because he just completely turned away from him and let let Filer go right at the quarterback. So that was just one. That was a guard not just not knowing what the play was. It wasn't a we got beat. It was a kind of a bonehead mistake, brain fart yeah. moment. Yeah, it cost us for a sack. So okay, well there you go. Senora Snappy, thank you thanks, for asking Senora. the question. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, let's go on now to JP, who asked the question. Can you guys talk about Joey's quote about David's little brother and how they know once you get pressure on him, he kind of shuts down. <laughs> yeah, he's just a big old pussy. He's a big old baby. <laughs> Baby, Charmin Soft. I love that he refers to him as David's little brother. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like uh, Kevin's little brother, right? Am I right? He's um, like Kevin's little bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. He's, it was, so I heard a couple people like, you know, Joey was out of line talking shit. Like, you kind of remember what, what he was Carr talking shit about earlier in the week. To it. Yeah. yeah. So I think this is like, this is what you get, and it's, it's very, very clear to see that you're made of Charmin ultra soft toilet paper. Yeah, and it was very true in the third quarter. That was the only quarter we had trouble um, bringing pressure, and right. he had a decent third quarter. 
So he does not like pressure. That's just a fact. That's not him talking at a turn. That was the game plan. We need to get in his face, and they did it successfully, and they shut him down the whole first half. There you go. Yeah. So he's not he's not trying to pick a fight. He's just spitting facts. Yeah. He doesn't like pressure. Sure. Facts That's a fact. He's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, JP, there you go. Thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Bolt Dude 8407. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? Oh, hi, guys. The FTR. Great team win. Oh, oh boy. So when can the Herbert MVP chance start? Oh, MVP. 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 Just started. Just started. tough. We're not in the same room, folks. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in three different states. It's hard to line yeah. it up exactly. But yes. Start it whenever you want, man. Yeah, hey. I'll join you. Yeah, if yeah. you're in the post I'm office, in. just start doing it. MVP. Yeah. Yeah. MVP. Just put it out right? in the world, Everybody? man. <laughs> put it out in the world. I mean, yeah. Who knows where it'll go? Yeah. Man, I'll tell you this. If they make it a fan vote for MVP, he's oh, going to Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Speaking of that, we got totally boned on the FedEx Air Player. They like put out the names before our game. But you can vote for the UK version of FedEx. Who even knew that was a thing? Now I know. And now I have something to vote for Now we all know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If if you're anxious, uh, if you're like, what do I do this week? There's no voting. There actually is. FedEx UK Player of the Week. Do Air it. Bell. Air bell. Air All right. There you go. Bolt Dude 8407. Start chanting whenever you ding dang feel like it. Let's move on now to Brian LaRoe, who asked the question. Oh, gee whiz, fellas. Uh, is it safe to believe? Oh, gosh. <laughs> that was my I'm... that was my best butters. No, oh, geez. Oh, gosh. Oh, I love butters. Mm. Yeah. It I is believe safe. in a thing called love. Just listen <laughs> to the rhythm of my heart. I love Justin Herbert now. Let's get a tip of ring. That's good. Thanks. Remix. Appreciate it. No, I believe away, brother. Like, this isn't the same Chargers you've been, you've followed for most of your life. This is right. different. This is a different team. Um, it's totally safe, Staley's dude. got massive balls, so just in believe away. Big brass ones. Believe in his balls. Big brass <laughs> yeah. set. You know, if you don't have to believe in much, just believe in Brandon Staley's balls. <laughs> believe in his yeah. balls. And you'll be fine. <laughs> you'll They're do brass. just fine. <laughs> you're just fine on this. There you this go. Thing called Earth. That's right. Believe this in those rock balls. Hurling through space. Um, <laughs> there you go, Brian. Thank you for asking the question. Is it safe to believe? <laughs> it's so it's a funny safe. Question. Um, let's move it on now to Art Perez, who asked the question. Certified fresh. Yeah, sure. Why not? What's up, gentlemen? At the beginning of the year, I felt like it would be a massive win if we went three and three heading into the bye. And honestly, I see no reason why we can't go five and one heading into the bye now. Thoughts on the hot start? Will it continue? I think so. Bolt up. K. Love you. Bye. I think you're right, Art. I yeah, think you're onto something. I here. think you're right. Uh, I think thank you're freaking right. I think just, you are right. Just look at look look at the each week we get better at something, right? Each week the penalties go down. Our special teams is have we 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 haven't talked about our special teams this episode. Right. Guess no. why? Because we don't need to worry about it right now. That was a great special teams game. Granted, no. we didn't have a lot of returns, but we made all of our kicks. The coverage was good. Yep, all around. So and we got a little risky there with that uh, with that fake punt, which yeah. obviously didn't go our way, but. 
Speaking what? of balls, <laughs> yeah, Staley's it gained balls. us thirty yards in 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 field position. So I think that was a W. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you you just look at all the things that we're improving on, and then you look at the run defense. That just got way better in one week. Yeah, and as, as coach's cl- um, classroom, you said like that's just they're playing better. That's not like a new scheme or a new thing. That's just them being more efficient. So just getting in that groove. Let's go. I I have no. I feel like we're going to get better and better each week. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to Staley's defense last year. Like at the end, they were the top defense, like clearly. And I think that's just him being that good of a teacher that they just get better throughout the season. Yep. Big time. So awesome. Hey, thank you, Art Perez, for asking the question. We move on now to 619 Shaggy. Who asked the question? It wasn't me. If our front seven stopped the run, against the Browns is Kenneth Murray in jeopardy of losing his starting role. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know. Tra- I don't think, I don't think so. It's Tranquil's playing extremely well. So it would be hard to not put him on the field right now. Right. But I think this gives Kenneth an opportunity to get healthy, fully healthy. They put him on the short term IR. So right. Get fully healthy and come back, and you know, after the bye, he'll be yeah. ready to come back. I get that extra week in the bye week, right? Um, I, it just doesn't hurt to like. Obviously, Kenneth Murray is good, right? You know, and he's only a second year guy. He's only right. going to get better. So, I, I, to say that Kenneth Murray is going to lose his job, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think it creates a competition, and that's what breeds people getting better. Right. If you're worried about not getting on the field, you're going to go out there and practice harder, work harder, watch more film, and yes. try to play better. That's what we want. We want competition at every position. There you go. 100%. Yeah. And honestly, it almost feels like it's a it's almost a committee type position where it's right. like there's not yeah. necessarily a starter. You've got two great players. Just switch them in and out. Bring one in. There's a lot of out. injuries yeah. at that position too. And that too. Yeah. So I, I think I think Kenneth Murray's fine. I think we all agree. Kenneth Murray is going to be just fine. Rest up, get better. We don't really even know the extent of his injury, just that he was put on IR. Ankles, high ankle sprain. High ankle sprain, injury, something. Yeah. I mean, but they haven't even really stated exactly what it is. So either way, get better. Get back on the field when you're fresh and ready to go. And yep. we'll, we'll, keep the speed, we'll keep the seat ready for you. So there you go. 619 Shaggy, thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Abdul. Certified fresh. Yes. For asking the question. Oh, oh, oh. Chargers penalty yards <laughs> per game. 87. That's 32nd. I think this is an all-time high. Not sure. But do you think this is, will remain to be a huge problem for the team? Also, Chargers will play the best DLOL in the NFL next week. Should we expect a lot of flags against the Browns? Bolt up. And I can't wait for this episode. Up in here. Up in here. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, oh man, Abdul, you about make me lose my cool <laughs> up, up in here. here. <laughs> up in here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, wow, thirty. Uh, we're wow, thirty second <laughs> on penalty yards. That is, yeesh. that's not good. Still yeah. three and one, and I think it's only going to get better. I don't think we're not going to get worse. You mm-hmm. know, uh, I think first game we had a bad pass interference penalty that skewed right, the yardage. Yeah. Again, this week we had a bad pass interference penalty that skewed the yardage. Um, I, I think it's going to get better. I think it's already started to get better. Yeah. 
And in relation to the best D-line O-line in the NFL, remember week one, we were going against the best D-line in football from what I remember. So mm. I'm feeling pretty confident with with Herbert and his offense that we are going to be good against whatever defense we play. Right. Um, may, will it be slower going at times? Sure. Possibly. Um, will our defense hold them to 20 points, which is what yep. we're known for now? Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, they will. Def. 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 Most def. Up in here. Up in here. Up in here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love the formal. Up in here? Up, Up in here. here. Up in here. Uh, thank you, Abdul, for uh, asking the thanks. question. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate the new uh, the new questions from everyone. Always. So certified Fresh. Always appreciate that. So uh, let's move it on now to Kyle, a.k.a. Kiwikawa. Certified Fresh. Yes, one more Certified Fresh who asked the question. Sick name, dude. Is Kanan regressing? I don't want to believe it, but Kanan's been dropping some catchable by him balls he'd easily catch last year. I just feel like no one's talking about it. He has had a couple of drops, and I'm not going to say he's regressing, though. Yeah, that seems and I a think bit the, much. I think the one guy on the team that's going to go out there and get to work at it the most is going to be Keenan Allen. You know, I Absolutely. think he's going to be out there doing extra reps on the jug machine, yeah. um, making sure that he's getting right. I don't think there's a regression anywhere in store. I think it's going to get better. I think he's going to turn around and he's going to stop dropping balls. I mean, he has he's he always had a couple drops here and there. Right. Um, I don't think it's getting worse. I just think it's kind of piled up on him in a couple recently, which suck. And that's yeah. Rocket Arm Herbert, keep in mind. Yeah. And just remember some of those catches from the Kansas City game. He went like up and like right. really yeah. kind of freakish catches when when those balls were humming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think he's just not like shining the way everyone kind of wants him to shine because the ball is going to all the other weapons. Right. So I think right. usually so he many. has bigger, more impressive things that make you kind of subvert the worry of like a couple dropsies. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's just not that because people are, are clamping him down and that's making other people available to run in the end zone Ooh. with the football. That's right. Am so, right? Matt, you're so right. You are right. Thanks, guys. When you're right, you're right. Uh, and I'm right. And you're right. So, Kyle, thank you for asking the question. Great name, by the way. Great name. Yeah. Uh, we move it on now to House of Hain. Yeah. Who asked the question? Oh, fuck the Raiders. Hey, coach, why are we so bad in every third quarter? And hey, keep doing the Lord's work. Can't love you. Bye. P.S. Fuck the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chiefs, baby! <laughs> yeah, Coach, why do we? Why are we sucking it in the third quarter right now? I don't know. I don't know if there's an explanation. Um, I, I think we've had really good first half, so we get out to little leads, and guy and teams come out taking chances in the third. Um, they came out uh, just willing to take those shots that they weren't in the first half because they know they needed to switch something around. So that's the only thing I can ex- I can explain it as um, because. I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't care. As long as the fourth quarter keeps being what the fourth quarter is, they can do whatever they want in the third quarter because I know that we finish games. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's we're getting leads and they're coming out um, then knowing they have to take chances. Hmm. There you go. It's a, just as good as an uh, answer as any. Uh, thank you, House of Hain, for asking the question. We move on now to Tyler Foffey. Good old Foffey. Foster. Who asked the question. <laughs> Fuck the Raiders. <laughs> Both are gonna get a fat fine for calling out the rest in his postgame presser. While we're at it, 
fuck the refs too. <laughs> Who was he? That's uh, just some weird little monster guy. He was just sitting right kind of sa- there. <laughs> it kind of sounds like the bad guy from Men in Black. <laughs> sugar. Yeah, sugar <laughs> water. Sugar. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So it was uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from Men in Black. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> well, if he got fined, it'd be fitting because that was a bullshit call and it'd be a bullshit call finding him for calling out some bullshit calls. So. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, it is. It, it's uh, it, it's obviously, I think if this was the only one, he wouldn't have made that statement. But it's just been so consistent with the Chargers, just these random ass bullshit calls that totally change either the momentum of the game or wipe out uh, touchdowns. Or in this case, obviously, set, it's just set, stuff sometimes that's just so egregious that he's just so... He's had it up to here with all this shit. So or lack of calls too. Like that, that holding too. call was ridiculous. Yeah. That, and that's what it was. It was a lack of call on that. So it's just, you know, it consistency. He's just wanting these guys yeah. to do their job correctly. And understandably, right. he's he's frustrated by it. And he might get fined, but and he might get fined, but he can he's he, made a lot of money. Yeah, he's yeah. made enough. I think he can handle be worth it for the outburst. That's I think right. that may that may be what Staley meant by he's earned the respect of the league. Is he's made <laughs> he's enough money to pay to the fines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Makes me think of uh what was it? Was it Demolition Man? With Sylvester Stallone, he's cursing and he keeps getting fined. So oh, he's the like, little fines. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck the Raiders. Boop, there's a little fine. Fuck the refs. Boop, there's a fine. <laughs> refs suck. Boop, there's another fine. <laughs> yeah, there's no cussing in the future. And, uh, apparently, there's no making fun of the refs in this uh, present. But uh, hey, Tyler Foffey, thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Wilda Beast, who asked the question. So, yeah, it's just, uh, I mean, how do you feel about Keenan and Mike not getting much action? And I mean, I've seen some people saying the Raiders were shutting them down, so Herbert smartly utilized his other weapons, while other people criticized the lack of throws and plays they got their way, especially considering the depleted and injured Raiders defense. Obviously, we... One, so it's not a big deal, but our offense did stagnate for a while that game and maybe prioritizing our best weapons and Mike and Keenan in the future might be necessary to beat teams if we end up trailing in other games and needing big plays. Okay, love you, bye. I mean, it, Joey Bosa, first of all, and he's just always got that like, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's just... He's, um, cool. he's a He's a cool customer. His, his energy is so low in interviews, and that's why, like, on game day, it just, <laughs> just the yeah, lid just well, comes yeah. off. So to answer the question, I do yeah. think that in, in a situation where we needed a big play, we would go to, you would you would try to force it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Try to find more creative ways to get the ball to Keenan and Mike, but that's just, it's not a necessity. So if you're going to win ball games without having to do that, why... Why force it? You know what I mean? Like, right. take what they give you and move on. It, it's not about one person. That's why That's why I love football so much. It's the ultimate team sport. You right. could be doing your job just by taking double coverage and allowing guys to get open. Right. And we spread it around. Uh, yeah, th- they were flying so high and doing so well leading up to this game. It's just they we ske- we're scheming. If anything, I'm feeling more optimism for what yeah. our coaches we are found, doing. Find different ways to win. You you get creative each week. If you do the same thing every week, you're gonna get you're gonna get caught. Right. And the teams that that don't that are finding new ways to win, it's harder to keep track of what they're doing. So right. I think you know I think they're gonna come bounce back for sure. I just I I'm not that concerned about it. 
Well, there you go, Wildebeest. Thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Eric Amaral, who asked the question. Here, you hosers. I know it's a small sample size so far this year, but Justin Jackson looks like he's shitting, shifting the bed on his opportunities this year. He seems more indecisive than ever behind the line of scrimmage. Do you guys think he's seeing his last snaps as a charger? Oh, okay, I love you. Bye. Take off, eh? Take off, eh? Take off, eh? Take off, eh? Jackson got take off, eh? Yeah, yeah he's, he's not. He's not. It's a, it's a beauty. <laughs> beauty the jelly, jelly donut. Jelly donut. <laughs> um, he he's uh, I'm. I don't know. I'd I'd much rather watch Roundtree run. He he's he's still doing that thing where he just shakes so he like, much. He tap dances for like a second, and that doesn't it's, do anything. And the you, defenders just come and cream him. Yeah, he had like one good run. Mm-hmm. Um, in that last game, but most of the time he's he's always getting met in the backfield, and and n- not all the other running backs that's happening to them. Like, right. I'm just there's clearly something going on with him. I I don't see why you would really consider bringing him back next year. Like with with how he's been playing. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Coach? Yeah, I don't know. It it, it does seem like a drop in production. He caught a couple of balls out of the backfield, which is nice. But Austin does a pretty damn good job of that. So. I just don't think it see anything extra out of him that's gonna gonna qualify for a second contract. So yeah, I think you get what you can out of him now. If there's injuries, you play him more. But I I think he's getting an unnecessary amount of uh, snaps right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Well, Good in a round tree. Yeah, I mean Eckler did have to step out for a hot minute and obviously came yep. back in and still performed. But yeah, let's uh let's let's give it to Roundtree. Give it to him. Give it give it to Roundtree. Don't we haven't don't seen you know. any Josh Kelly this year? Nope. No, hasn't been activated yet. No, yeah. which is which is interesting. But hey, it's all good. Thank you, Eric Amaral, for asking the question. We appreciate it. Moving on now to an old favorite of ours, Okie Doggy, who asked the question: How much of a concern do you guys have about our receivers outside of Keenan and Mike? I see fans who just always expect nothing from Guyton, even though we have two good receivers and a great cast of tight ends as well as Eckler. Based on what I have seen from Guyton and what T. Billy hasn't been able to do in Jacksonville, it feels like we were going to have the same problems regardless if we kept T. Billy over Guyton. Speaking about Jacksonville and regardless how you feel about the ownership slash front office of the Chargers, how happy do you feel that a deal was never talked about between the team and a certain coach who will most likely become an urban myth in the NFL after the past weekend? I like the Man. play on words. We've dodged some serious bullets recently. We, we didn't bullets have to that think we about. wanted. <laughs> like we were yeah. talking about, it. we were hyping it up. Like, yeah, getting, let's we get us this guy. We wanted Urban, Urban Meyer. Meyer. We wanted to attack Ovaloa. Yeah. Thank God we are not in that decision. Thank God too. nobody listens to us, right? Yeah. <laughs> I man. Jeez. The Guyton thing, like, I don't know, man. I, I'm not, he's not on my shit list as much as a lot of people have him on their shit list. You know, he definitely doesn't have very strong hands, and that's just a reality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he can be still be very serviceable and can, you know, he's gonna be more of a game plan specific guy right. like you're gonna have to have the coverages that you can utilize him against and you know that you can take the top off of so it'll be interesting to see there's just there's just a embarrassment of riches right now like mm-hmm. 
Steven Anderson, all three of our tight ends are catching balls going mm-hmm. crazy. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen catching balls going crazy. Austin Eckler catching balls going crazy. Let's just, there's By so the way, much. That Steven Anderson catch, that big wide open catch on third down. He mm-hmm. Stuck out of the backfield. He was that fullback. Remember about four, four oh, weeks ago, I talked you, about him playing yeah. at fullback and yeah, laying a big was, block. That was it. They had him back at fullback and he's, Acted like he was going to go block somebody and snuck out into the open field. Yeah, Pretty sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, we just have so many weapons. It's like, I don't know. I don't even know it, what would happen if you put another top, like, wide receiver one in that slot spot. Would it Would it be that drastically different than what we're getting now? I just don't think there's so many. You can only throw the ball so many times a game. You can't, can't get the number three receiver that many looks. Yeah. And I All think right. there's something to be said for that. You know, everyone was like, T. Billy, what the fuck? You know, he's not doing all that much over in Jacksonville. So no one is. They're not just they're just yeah, a bit of a mess. Yeah, that's kind of a tough one. It's yeah. it's a sticky that's situation. That's a pretty crappy spot for that poor guy to end up. Yeah, yeah in retrospect. But hey, is what it is. Okie doggy, thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Blonded Surfer, who asked the question. Whoa, let's go. I was on the board in good old Santa Monica when lightning struck. Then I saw my pants rising and I knew I was fully bolted the fuck up. (laughs) Oh, kahuna, kahuna. We got a big tuna. (laughs) We brought those stupid fuck shit raiders back down to Mother Earth and we're in first place, baby. One question before I ride off into the sunset with a couple coconuts in my hands. We can all agree the Raiders didn't lock up Keenan and Mike, right? We can all agree the scheme and game plan Lombardi wanted to jam in this game was created more to the tight ends and the RBs, yes? Bolt up, brochachos! Surf's up, but most importantly, hold your girls' coconuts today. Can't love you, bye! Uh, that's what I thought you meant by coconuts. Mm, that's a, what I thought. I'm a fan of the coconuts, that's mm-hmm. for sure. They didn't lock them down. Come on now. Oh, Gus Bradley's defense doesn't lock much down, man. <laughs> um, that they, I don't know. I, I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about. Like, I, I think it was just a game plan specific. And like you said, tight ends and running backs, today was their day. That was their game. That's what they decided to utilize. And they saw something in that cover three that Gus runs, and they attacked it, and it worked. Well, it's the seam. The seam is the the one part of a cover three that just is that's the weak spot. And I saw so many videos on YouTube today of people breaking down Justin manipulating the safety, coming back to the seam, looking off the safety, coming back to the other seam. That's just, that's the soft spot. Um, and I, I think power to our offense for not forcing it. I think all of our fans are like wanting us to force the ball to Keenan and Mike because nothing good can happen if we don't, but we won the game. We scored 28 points. Like Forcing doesn't usually happened. always work. Usually no. there's negative things that come with forcing anything. Right. So if they're going to give you something, take it. And that's what we did. And I'm, I love it. I love that those guys, we know that they're great and they're going to get plenty of balls, but that's just, that's what they gave us and that's what we took. Yep. There you go. Thank you, Blonded Surfer, for asking the question. Moving on now to Z the King One, who asked the question. Do you think Balaga has played his last snap as a charger? And same for our Pipkins. Absent from disastrous injury, what is the best lineup for offense and offensive line, in your opinion? 
including the sixth and seventh linemen. Yeah, Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. I like Roy that Kent's got, uh, <laughs> got him. He's pissed off. <laughs> I love um, that show so much. I like. Um, I think Storm Norton is six because you you get Brian Balaga back. He's five, um, and then Schofield is apparently who they like. Which they Pipkins didn't see the field, right? I think once Balaga comes back, Pip, Pipkins is going to get the kick to the practice squad, and they keep Schofield on the roster. Um, I just I don't I don't you wouldn't have made that decision here as this Schofield wouldn't have come in as the sixth guy if they hadn't already made that decision. So they're just waiting for Balaga to come back and be active, and then pop Pipkins off. Yeah. All right. There you go. Z the King won. Thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Mugsby Wugsby. Who has the question? <laughs> oh, hey, guys, I'm back. Artillery, <laughs> <laughs> man. He's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> He's been playing his ass off these last two games, bro. He's making his presence known. Yeah, like first round pick. Come on, I mean, it was, yeah, slow, it was a slow, it was a slow burn. It of a was first a very slow burn. We we yeah. kept him on simmer for a long time, and now yeah. we're kind of cranking up the heat. Slow cooked his ass. I mean, it again. It, it kind of feels like Staley is just finding ways to utilize these guys better, or just unlocking their potential. You know, in the same way that uh, Craig talked about Nasir Adderley, like. We've had Nasir Adderley for a few years now, and you don't always hear his name get mentioned on these plays. And now we're starting yeah. to see Nasir Adderley like he, he's coming to play, messing and, people up. Yeah, messing he's people turned up. Turned into a thumper. Yeah, yeah, Jerry Tillery. I mean, boy, and just when he gets riled up, I mean, normally when you see Jerry Tillery, he's just got that kind of like flat expression, like he doesn't show any emotion. But man, when he hits somebody, you know he he's excited. You see yeah, it in his face. Yeah. That's pretty pretty special. So hey, Mugsby Wugsby, we feel it, man. Thank you. For uh, making the statement, I guess in this case, uh, let's move it on now to Condi thirty four, certified fresh. Who asked the question? <laughs> With Mike Dubs' big start and role in the new offense, do we let him walk the plank? Uh, no. I don't no want. It, we we've said it before. It's like. <sighs> If he played well, he's going to get paid a shit ton of money or we franchise tag him for a year. Or he doesn't play well and we don't want to bring him back on for how much money he's going to want. Yeah, it's going to be this, tough either way. We're in this weird little area right now where he's, you know, up until this last week, he's been one of the best wide receivers in football. So, right. Yeah, it just depends on how creative the accounting gets, I guess. I think franchise tag, right, would probably make the most sense for one more year. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, sound, it's, it feels like it's more of a financial decision than anything else. And it, right. as long as the money's right, keep him. He's, keep he's him. clearly yeah. got it. And if we can make it work, system, keep he's him. Elite. Yeah. yeah. I'm all about it. So we'll let, we'll let the uh, accountants do the accounting. But uh, Condi34, thank you for asking the question. We move it on now to Jiggy Smalls, who asked the question. Survive fresh. Uh, what's the real expectations for this team uh, this season super bowl super Super bowl super bowl with mvp 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 beat the chiefs again beat the raiders again uh yeah dude i mean 
you can have people come in here and go like, well, realistically, given the uh, strength of schedule, the Chargers are playing against. Hey, my real expectation, my real expectation is to get to the Super Bowl. Get to the Super Bowl. That is my expectation. And if it if it falls short, it falls short. But my expectation is these guys are playing so ding dang good right now that there is no reason why they should not be making a drive to the Super Bowl. Yeah, what's wrong with having high expectations? I yeah. But I, some fans and you know it's okay if you do this, but you kind of limit your ability to get excited about something. and have fun. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't have that. You know, it's that governor on golf carts. I'm, yeah. I'm full speed, man. Yeah, that's you're not been slowing me down. <laughs> that governor was taken off at birth. Oh yeah, I wasn't born with the governor. So it's a good born with the governor, mate. Yeah, I wasn't born with the governor. So real expectations, real. I Super expect Bowl. a chance to go. Our to the Super expectations Bowl. really are making a drive to the Super Bowl. So yes, yeah. raise like that said, home. We got a long walk, and we got comfortable shoes. That's so right. Let's get this walking. Yeah. We'll we'll see what happens, Jiggy Smalls. But thank you for asking the question. Moving it on now to Jen Mills. <gasps> hey. hey, hey, Jen. Hey, Jen. Jen. Who asked the question? Hey, she look got at us, these Yetis. Yes, yeah, oh, Jen did. Yeah, yes, thank those you, yetis. Jen. You're those best. were so awesome. So sweet. Thank you. Used it every day. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what question she's got. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I can't love you high, guys. Uh, now that Schofield has replaced uh, Pipkins, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, oh, what do you expect to see from our front line? And uh, what will it take to get a win uh, against the Browns? I'm glad he replaced Pipkins. I'm yeah, pumped on that. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, we're kind of, we, this is our offensive line right now. Um, and knock on wood. Yeah, this is one healthy. of the most healthy offensive lines we've had in a long, long, long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, so let's keep that up. I'd knock on wood. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think this is where you are. And I think Bulaga comes back. He steps in and he's an upgrade over Storm. But mm-hmm. I think Storm's holding it down right now. And they just need to help him a little more than they would um, Bulaga. So yeah. Yeah. That's where I kind of think we land right now in our offensive line. Yeah, and getting a win against the Browns, I think it, we we are now the team that we're that kind of team where you just got to play your game and not beat yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. like we don't turn the ball over and we don't cr- commit too many penalties. I think we're going to win the game. I I truly believe that if we just go out there, play our game, don't turn the ball over, I think we'll win. I think that's what it takes to we're the better team. I I, I really do believe that we have all the pieces needed. Just can't turn the ball over. Give Agreed. them extra possessions. Hundred percent. Love it. Thank you, Jen. Always good to have you on here. For thanks, Jen, and thank you so much for those awesome Yeti koozies. Yeah, yeah. so sick, Freaking so cool. Best. We really appreciate yeah. that. Uh, let's move it on now to C. Densley Eleven, who asked the question: The improvement in run defense was a pleasant surprise this week. Uh, how do you think we hold up against the Browns' dominant run game? On offense, how do we attack their strong defensive front and secondary? That was really good. That <laughs> Thank sounded you. just like Kevin. Yeah. That was I, Kevin from I the was office. holding was a big bowl of chili while I said it. <laughs> <clears throat> well, that was awesome. Um, all right. Well, specifically, let's see. You're basically it- asking for a full game plan. Um, and yeah. I <laughs> am not the man for that job, coach. Well, I, I just think we're, how do we hold up against um, the Browns' dominant run game? I think you saw the way that we held against every run game so far. I think we're a bend, don't break. 
And if we come out and play really good, we could shut it down. Yeah, if we play um, like we did against the Raiders, that's well, going to be really helpful. Well, that I, thing I, 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 you, that's what that's what Coach Daly does. Make the guy that isn't good beat you, and that's Baker Mayfield. Like make Baker beat us throwing the ball is what we're going to do. So I do anticipate us loading the box a little bit more here and there. I think we have the guys to run main coverage. Um, so yeah, make them beat us throwing the ball because Jar- Jarvis Landry is still out, I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it limits what, what they're able to do. So I think we have the guys around, man, uh, I think we could become a little bit more aggressive, put guys in the box, but I think you're going to try to make whatever they don't do well, beat us. And that's their, we're going to try to make them throw the ball. There you go. See Densley 11. Thank you for asking the question. We move on now to Kevin Kernick who asked the question. With Cleveland and Baltimore coming up, we've now activated Merrill and for Probably gives them the three weeks active before deciding to add them to the 53. For everyone screaming for Merrill, we've waited until we really needed him versus the best running teams on this schedule. How excited are you guys knowing the coaches and GM are really using the practice squad as an advantage? This shit's chess, not checkers. Both the fuck up. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's cool. It's like fun because we've as very intense, probably over the top, spend too much time as fans, fans, like the three of us are. You you come to follow <laughs> you follow these guys throughout training camp and stuff, and you you're like, oh man, I really like that guy. I hope I hope he finds a way to, to get some playing time. And it doesn't seem like they ever do. It seems like they just stay on the practice squad and that's that, and they're done. And if somebody gets hurt, we bring in another free agent. That that feels like what it's always been. Um, so it's fun to see these guys that you kind of pulled for. You saw them get put on the practice squad, and you were kind of hyped. And now they're getting playing time. It's it's fun. It's awesome. It's and it all it is a a, a big compliment to um, our GM and our coaches for one the coaches getting the most out of these guys and actually coaching them while they're on the practice squad, mm-hmm. and the GM signing the right guys to the practice squad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's exciting, and yeah, it really does feel like just bringing these guys in at just the right moment. It is that kind of chestnut checkers mentality with this team, and I you love to see it. But hey, and Kevin, I want to see the Fahoko sack dance. I want to get oh, God, so I want to see it so bad. I forgot about that. Yes, please, somebody get this guy a sack. Kevin Kernick, thank you for asking the question. Thanks, and we go out of Ask Bolt Fam with our old favorite. Senior Snappy, Riva. who asked the question. Hi guys, what about the Charger Challenge? It's a little game we play at the tailgate. It's easy, ten kettleball squats with the arm extended overhead, right in front of the other team's fans. Respect the Bolt fam, brave enough to try it. No Raider fans could do it. You three up next. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, fucking, I'll throw around some kettlebells. Don't you worry about that. Senior That's right. Snappy. I'll, I'll get some squats in. Oh, I'll yeah. Squat, I'll squat in your face. Yeah. I might not stand up the rest of the game, but I'll do it at the beginning. Just just squat to... on somebody. Just like, <laughs> I'm going to do this, bro. I'm squatting on you. Just do a squat right in front <laughs> With of them. 10 kettlebell squats. Right in front of them, yes. Or the, the, or the Roman, what is it, the Roman get-ups? Have you done those where it's like on the ground and there's, there's some good kettlebell workouts? Does I'm it down. look like I know any type of exercise move whatsoever with this 
this carriage. <laughs> I think you look fantastic. We'll talk. Oh, well, thank you, Kevin. I think you do the charge no, challenge. No. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, everybody, do the charger challenge. Uh, thank you, Senior Snappy, for bringing it up. And thank you, everybody, and Ask Bolt Fam for making this yet again the longest ass podcast charger episode out there. Um, I'm, God, I'm, it's getting so late. My words are all over they're the place. Mixing. Yeah. yeah, they're mixing. I'm turning out, turning into Yoda. Um, all right. Well, before we get out of this elephantine episode, we have to make some bolt predictions for this upcoming game against the Cleveland Browns. What are our bolt predictions? Kev, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a pinch closer than the last game. I think we're going to win by one touchdown. Uh, 24-17 Chargers and Mike and Keenan both get touchdowns. Mm. Good prediction. I also I like had that. it 24-17. Shut up. Really? Swear to God. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Cool. That's 24-17. And I said uh, my bold bold part of this is we're going to keep the Browns under 100 yards rushing. Whoa. I like it. My Show goodness. Play some defense. My goodness. All right. Well, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to say 28, 21. And I'm going to say that Austin Eckler gets over 150 all purpose yards. Oh, big, Ooh. big game. Back to back. Yes. Yep. So you think we're going to handle that defensive line back. pretty handedly? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, bef before we wrap this bitch up, too, I just want to remind everyone, we can't wait to find out who's going to go to this game with Wooldog. I know. I am, I'm forget. excited. This is like, this, this is like, uh, what is that? The, the old dating game back in the day. It's like, <laughs> who, who is it going to be? Bachelor number one? Bachelor number two? <laughs> number two. Bachelor number three? I just, I don't know. It's going to be a surprise. I'm really excited for this. Uh, I can't wait to see who my, my brothers pick to attend the Charger game with me, I promise you, I, uh, I'll try to keep my voices to a minimum. It won't be too uh, wacky <laughs> No <and> promises. <laughs> we have no promises. I tell you that right now. Oh, shit. Um, uh, but I can't wait to go back to Thunder Alley, man. I, that, that's going to be, that's going to be crazy again. I just, I can't wait to do it. Um, hope to see you all there. Uh, those that are going to the game as it is. Uh, but that is going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Folks, don't forget to bolt up. Because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Oh, gee whiz, okay, love you, bye. And now, a word from our sponsors. Tonight on the Charger Chat Bachelor, I am looking for some dates. Wooldog is going to the game. My boys, since they can't come to the game, they're going to be the judges. We're going to yeah. we're going to pick the the answer that best personifies. Us. So that Wooly way it's kind of like, like he's, he's at, at the game. game with us. Yeah. Exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. Wooldog has two roses to give out. And you get to hang out with one of my favorite people on this planet. Yeah. Wool freaking one on dog. One time with Wooldog. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to sit next to me? Am I right? Who will be the lucky winners? I can't wait to see who, who these knuckleheads pick. Find out on the next episode of The Charger Chat Bachelor. Only on The Charger Chat Podcast.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.